listening to the Agent Survival Guide podcast. A podcast for today's insurance agents. Informing. Educating. Empowering. Improving the way you do business in an industry that's anything but static. In today's episode, we have got quite the list of tips and techniques to help you battle feelings of stress, overcome anxiety, and combat burnout in 20 Ways to Relax and Relieve Stress in 2022, written by me, Sarah J. Rupel. Every which way you look in America these days, we are a people who are stressed. We're stressed about winding down from the pandemic and the supply chain. There's inflation and the rising cost of everything. There's the war in Ukraine and what that means for the global population. Our baseline for stress is already elevated. And that's before you add in anything that is happening on a local or personal level. So, If you're feeling stressed, I just want to say first and foremost, we see you and you are not alone. It is not just you. It's a whole vibe that's going on right now. And once we know what the problem is, we can go about finding solutions. That's what we're doing in today's episode. I've got a mix of traditional tried and true methods to relieve stress that you might have heard of before. We'll also talk about some specific techniques and unique ways to de-stress, some of which I had not heard of before. So I'm hoping that a good portion of this list is new for you as well. Let's start out with number one. For this one, I will go with the technique on most of the lists and articles I researched, and that is to get moving, get active, perform some type of physical movement, like taking a walk, going on a hike, completing a workout of some type. Get your blood pumping and get those endorphins going. Not only will it give your mood a boost, you also get the physical benefits. Even if you just get up and go for a small walk, you're giving your brain a break, changing the scenery, and giving yourself a break from whatever it is that you were doing previously. After my bout with shingles at the beginning of the pandemic, I implemented a workout routine that I'm still sticking to on the days I work from home and have off, and that has been a huge reliever of stress for me. Number two, deep breathing. When breathing came to the Apple Watch as a health feature, my watch kindly started reminding me to breathe a lot. And this was not a technique that I practiced very often before that. Turns out, practicing a form of controlled breathing helps tackle the fight-or-flight mode our body goes into when we experience mental stress. Stress naturally makes our system speed up, so when you practice deep breathing, you hack part of that response and can calm yourself down by simply taking a few deep breaths. Number three. I've mentioned before that at my house, we listen to Goodnight World, the sleep podcast from Sesame Street, 
quite frequently. It is a beloved part of our bedtime routine. What I like about the episodes is that they naturally get slower as they go along. Each one starts out with a story that winds down into guided breathing. Then it slows down further with guided meditation. After the meditation, ambient noise and foley from the episode play for a few more minutes. One breathing exercise frequently mentioned on the show is belly breathing. It's also known as breathing with your diaphragm, and if you were ever in choir or part of the chorus, you likely learned how to do it. Put your hand on your stomach and take a deep breath in through your nose, letting your lungs fill with air. You should be able to feel your stomach push out. As you exhale slowly through your mouth, you should be able to feel your stomach return back to normal. Number four, this is another breathing exercise that I immediately started practicing as soon as I read about it. Some of these techniques are a little bit sneaky like that. This one is called 4-7-8 breathing, and it's a form of breathing with roots in yoga. The technique was created by Dr. Andrew Weil, who calls it a, quote, natural tranquilizer for the nervous system, end quote. For this technique, we need to fully empty out our lungs, exhaling through the mouth. Then, breathe in through your nose and count to four. Hold your breath as you count to seven. Exhale through your mouth for a count of eight, completely emptying out your lungs. That's what we call a set or cycle of breathing. Experts recommend starting out with four sets of four, seven, eight breathing and working your way up to a maximum of eight sets. Number five, meditation. Emptying your mind of all thoughts can be a challenging endeavor, especially if you're like me and have a mind that does not want to stop. The cool thing about meditation is that that is figured into the equation. You focus on your breath, and you focus on the here and now. You feel your breath as it moves in and out of your lungs. You go where your thoughts take you, and once you realize you're wandering, you gently remind yourself to focus on your breath. And I say gently because it's important to be kind to yourself as you're meditating. Number six, if you're having trouble meditating on your own, Give guided meditation a try. Guided meditation is just like it sounds. You listen to someone guiding you through your meditation, whether it's a breathing exercise, a gratitude exercise, or relaxation to help you fall asleep, as I mentioned earlier. There are a lot of apps out there that offer guided meditations, two of which that I can recommend, Calm and Headspace, because I've tried both of those before and I've enjoyed the meditations. Both of the apps have limited functionality in the free versions, but there's enough content there that you can get a sense of what would work well for you. And then there's also free content in other locations than just the apps. There are the respective YouTube channels, and Headspace has a series on Netflix. 
Should you decide to subscribe? As I mentioned in my review of the apps back in the summer of 2021, you get a much better deal when you subscribe for the year versus monthly. So that's the way I would go if I were to subscribe. And don't forget with the holidays coming up, this is a great gift to put on your wish list. Number seven, connect with others. Talk it out with a friend, family member, coworker, or your mentor. We are social creatures, and taking the time to chat about what's going on can really help. At the same time, just chatting and touching base with someone other than yourself can also help pull you back into the present and out of your own head. Number eight, here's one that I learned from my mom. You can use this as a stress relief tool or a way to come down from an argument, and that is cleaning. When I was growing up, my mom and I would get into an argument and then go to opposite ends of the house and clean. And the nice thing about that, it gave us time to think through what was going on, what we had said, what we didn't say, And one of us usually wound up making our way to the other and then apologizing and having a meaningful conversation. Cleaning is one of those mindless things that you can do, but it's also a productive mindless something that you can do. You can put all sorts of energy into it and you get a positive result out of your work. Number nine, cleaning isn't the only thing you can do to bust stress. Try the other side of the coin, organizing. Take five minutes to organize your desk. It's a small yet mindless task that can clear out the cobwebs and get you thinking in a more positive and productive way. You're redirecting your thinking in a few different ways, and it ends up acting as kind of a palate cleanser for your brain. Number 10, take a look at your diet and your lifestyle. And I'm not saying to go on a crash diet or anything like that here, but we all know that certain forms of nutrition are better than others. If you've been busy and stressed, but also hitting the drive-through for dinner on a regular basis, the lack of proper nutrition can catch up with you. Too much sugar can affect you, especially as you get older. I know that I cannot have a huge spike in my sugar from day to day, or I will get a headache. Same thing with caffeine. Spikes and drops in blood sugar, as well as higher blood pressure from caffeine, can worsen the feelings of anxiety and stress. In short, make sure you're having those sweets and treats in moderation. And stock up on the bananas and avocados. They are high in potassium, which lowers blood pressure and is supposed to help with muscle cramps. Number 11, practice mindfulness. We talked about this in a recent Monday Motivation episode, and we will be linking to that in the notes. Mindfulness sounds almost too simple, but when your brain is going a thousand miles per hour, Sometimes the last thing we want to do is slow down and take stock. But that is what we should be doing. 
Stress is a response to perceived danger. And I mentioned fight or flight earlier. Those are two familiar reactions to stress. And we can also freeze or fawn. Mindfulness is when we become aware of our tendency to react, whichever way it may be, and go through a series of steps to bring ourselves back to center from that perceived notion to the present moment. Breathing techniques are used to bring awareness back to the present moment, finding intention in what you're doing, framing your attitude in a positive way, gaining insight along the way, and then reflecting on what actually is from a point of calm. Number 12, I just mentioned framing your attitude in a positive way, and sometimes that means reframing a negative thought and turning it into a positive one. And that's because when we have negative thoughts that cycle through our brains, they tend to cause negative feelings. And then we use the feeling to justify our negative perceived beliefs. We can formulate ways to prove our point, which are usually also negative thoughts that create more negative feelings, that we then use to justify and over and over and over again. Once you realize that you're doing this, though, it gets easier to spot it. As I mentioned a couple of techniques back, identifying the problem. I feel like that is a huge part of the equation. You've got to know it's a thing in order to know how to combat it. I will tell myself that I don't have time to think about that right now. I will tell myself that what I'm thinking is not helpful. I'll say that out loud, too. Sometimes I will tell myself out loud that I'm being ridiculous. And then to flip the thinking, I force myself to think of three positive things about the situation, or even just three things that I know to be true. That helps me to create a difference between the perception and reality. And it's just enough to break me out of that dangerous negative cycle. Number 13, the number typically associated with bad luck. One of my favorite quotes is from Henry Ford, and I'm sure that you've heard it before. Quote, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. End quote. Your frame of mind, your way of thinking tends to direct your actions. You've probably also heard people say that what a bully says and does says a lot more about them than it does who they're bullying. And it's true. Also true. 13 can mean whatever you want it to mean. Number 14, journaling. Keeping a journal can be a great way to relieve stress, and what I like most about this method, there are a ton of different options. You can keep a bullet journal. That is a place for you to keep track of to-do lists, calendars, progress towards goals, really anything you want to keep track of, and if you want, it can be a diary as well. The difference between a bullet journal and a regular journal or planner is that the pages are either blank or dotted rather than being lined. And this allows you to really customize your bullet journal to what you want to keep track of. 
and how you like to keep track of it. So you can draw, doodle, use stickers, stencils, anything you want, really. If you want to add in magazine cutouts or scrapbooking paper to create a certain vibe or aesthetic, you can do that too. If you like to draw and doodle, but you don't like all of that structure, you can keep a drawing journal or sketchbook. Both my husband and my daughter do this because they are far more artistically talented than I will ever be. You can create a calendar journal, a poetry journal, even a gratitude journal. There's no real limit for creativity when it comes to journaling, and that can be inspiring if you're feeling stifled everywhere else in your life. That's part of the stress relief, and when you make sure that you take the time to do it, when you make it a habit, you'll really benefit, especially if you enjoy the kinds of things that I just mentioned. Number 15. Now, I did just mention gratitude journaling but I want to dig into the concept of practicing gratitude a little bit more. You might have heard of this technique. We mentioned it before in a Monday motivation episode with my boss, Lisa, and that is three gratitudes. Start your day with three things that you're grateful for. End your day with three things that you're grateful for. Grab a notebook and write those things down. And it doesn't have to be a long explanation or essay. It can be a short and simple list each time. And the reason that I say write them down is because thinking through them and writing them down is part of practicing gratitude. That list is important. It gives you a whole big book of examples of things to be grateful for in the event that you are not feeling that kind of way you can go back and reference it. Number 16, make sure that you're getting enough sleep. I can tell when I've had a bad night's sleep and usually my family can too. I am tired, I'm cranky, I'm just not me. In order for me to operate at full Sarah potential, I need a good night's sleep. And that means for me, at least seven and a half hours, if not a full eight. I've always known this about myself, but probably only really started paying attention to it once I hit my 30s. In addition to a good night's sleep, I'm also a big fan of naps. I love a good nap, whether it's a short power nap or a full two-hour nap. For the most part, I don't have trouble falling asleep, but when I do, I turn to the Sayana sleep app as a way to wind down with a guided meditation. And if I'm really having trouble, I turn to the podcast, Nothing Much Happens. In each episode, host and narrator Catherine Nikolai tells a relaxing story two times, slowing down for the second run-through. I have never made it to the end of an episode awake, and there is a large archive of episodes to choose from. Number 17. I mentioned stress cleaning earlier as a method to get a positive result from stress relief. Stress baking is another one. 
There's a lot that goes into baking that involves different parts of the brain. So it also is really good at getting your mind off of something that might feel all-consuming. And if you've got kids, well, sometimes they're not as into cleaning. But I can always get my daughter involved in baking or cooking something. So not only is it a great method that you can use for stress relief, you can make it a family activity or to help if your kids are stressed. And then, of course, you get to enjoy whatever it is you baked or cooked at the end. Or you can give it away to family and neighbors and add a little of that feel-good spark that happens when you give someone a gift. Number 18. Make sure you're taking time for you. Just you, not anyone else. Self-care is a trend for a reason, and it does not mean that you are selfish. I heard it put this way by Mama Lowe on TikTok. You can't pour out for others if the vessel that you're pouring from is empty. You can't give a charge to others if your own battery is fried. Now, self-care does not mean that you have to book a day at the spa. It means that you're making sure that you're taking care of you, making sure you're getting proper nutrition, saying no when you need to, and setting boundaries, asking for what you need, so asking for help if you need it. It's spending time alone so you can get back to center, maybe staying at home instead of going out. Taking the time to work out, going for a walk, getting active in a healthy way. And self-care is also about being kind to yourself. Making sure you're forgiving your own mistakes, not just those of others. It's about taking the time to stop, do something you enjoy, and fill yourself back up so you can continue on without burning out. Number 19. One of my favorite methods of self-care, take a bath. I like to put Epsom salts or a bath bomb in mine, but if that's not your thing, that's okay. But not only do you hopefully get the time to yourself, there is a therapeutic effect as well. The warm water can help to relax your muscles, even more so if you add in those Epsom salts. And then there's the weightless feeling you get when you're in water. That can help make you feel like the stress has literally been lifted off of you. Because, let's be honest, sometimes it does feel like it's weighing you down. Number 20. Make time for your hobbies. This is another extension of self-care, but I think it's one that we often forget about as we get older. And that's because we tend to overschedule ourselves rather than prioritize the things that bring us joy. Hobbies are a great way to relieve stress because they're something that you enjoy doing. I'm kind of obsessed with nail polish and painting my nails in different colors and creative ways. It's something that gives me a spark of joy, and I have the end result of a fresh manicure every time I do it. And then I've taken that a step further by finding other nail polish enthusiasts online to share my hobby. There are a ton of hobbies that give you a finished product or something to be proud of that you accomplished along the way. 
Putting together a puzzle, painting a picture, reading a book, knitting a scarf, playing video games, creating videos, there are so many options. I could honestly keep this list and this episode going, but I did say 20 in the title, so this is where we will wrap it up. Stress is real. I can't change that. We can't change that. But we can change our own attitudes and what we choose to do about it. For me, I choose to try and maintain a positive outlook. Practice gratitude and seek ways to stamp out the stress actively rather than lean into it. How do you tackle stress? What are some of your stress relief techniques? Let us know. You can email us at asgpodcast at ridderim.com or call us and leave a voicemail at 1-717-562-7211. I hope you have a great rest of your day. And we will see you next episode.